this week. Um, yesterday, I was talking to someone about the situation that I had referred to the other day in my last podcast. Um, the situation that is going on is there is a family member who happens to be going through something that is a little rough. Um, they're in a marriage where there are certain things that are happening, um, abuse kind of stuff, mental, physical, emotional, all the, all the abuse. Anyway, they don't want to leave. They want to work on the marriage because they think that there is something there to save. However, this person is in counseling and the counselor has told this person that there's nothing to save. The marriage is over. That the spouse has gone as far as pretty much not coming out and saying the same thing, but alluding to the fact that they do not want this person around anymore. Um, The spouse has drug the person around by the hair on the floor. They have... If it could be done physically, it has been done to the, fa- to the family member. Um, meanwhile, this is all going on in front of five children. They are in a his-hers kind of situation. He has children, she has children, they got married, and now they have a blended family, which is cool, fine. I have a blended family as well. The difference is my husband would never in a million years put his hands on me, whereas this situation is not the same. It's totally different. The first time I met the current spouse was the day of the wedding and I was not impressed. In fact, I asked the family member if they were certain that this is what they wanted and they replied yes. I went to the spouse and asked them the same thing. Are you sure this is what you want? They replied, yes. The courtship was very quick. They dated for about six months. And yes, I know some people get married after six months because they know that that's the person that they're meant to be with. But in this situation, it was different. Um, Right now, the family member is going through something traumatic and doesn't feel supported, doesn't feel loved, doesn't feel like we are there for them. However, from my perspective, we have been. We've been supportive. We have moved this person in and out and back in and back out. And Just because some of us are not financially supportive to this person doesn't mean that we haven't been supportive. 
this family member calls and asks for advice or calls just to complain or to, to pretty much talk about whatever is going on, not necessarily with myself, but with other family members. And now the, this person is upset because they don't feel supported by the family. However, it's kind of like he or she, the family member has been put in the hospital by the, the current spouse several times. Um, and I find it very hard to be supportive when the spouse is the one that is abusive toward the family member and the family member is telling the family what's going on, but then wants everybody to just not be mad at the spouse and you can't do that. If you want the support of your family, then you need to be honest and upfront and expect that there is going to be opinions and anger and hurt and fear, especially when the spouse has put you in the hospital on more than one occasion, your family will support you, but that doesn't mean that they have to agree with every single decision that you make, especially when you're putting yourself and not just yourself, but your child or children in danger. So as of today, my family is um, worried. Um, there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of anxiety going on right now because they don't know how to proceed because the family member has put everybody aside, which sometimes you have to do. I, I understand. But the family member is not talking to anybody other than one particular niece and that's it the family member will not speak to anybody else because of feeling alienated and i mean i understand feeling alienated at the same time the spouse is the one that has alienated the family member from the family the the spouse has told the family member that they are stupid, they are dumb, they are fat, they're a whore, uh, they sleep around, they don't deserve to be loved, all, all the things, all the things that could possibly damage somebody emotionally and mentally, the spouse has said to the family member. And the family member believes it. The family member believes that they're weak and they're stupid and they don't deserve love and they shouldn't be happy. And that's so not true. At the same time, it's kind of like, how do you help? I, the family member comes to you and tells you all the things that are going on. What are you supposed to do? Say, okay, now um, go back and live your life. Let him beat on you. 
that's very hard. Especially when you just want to do the same things to the, to the spouse. And yes, I know that's a bad idea. You can't do that. It doesn't solve anything at all, ever. And I'm not suggesting that anybody do that. I'm just saying... I don't know what's going through the family member's head. Um, I have made several suggestions, but they don't want to follow through on them, which, you know, family members can give all the advice they want. It's up to you what you do with it. Take it with a grain of salt, listen to it, take it under advisement, Put it to the wayside. Keep it in your tool belt on your hip. Whatever. It is totally up to you what you do with the advice you get from not just family members, but friends, counselors, pastors, whoever. Ultimately, it is your decision whether you listen to it or you don't. Which, in any case of abuse, no matter who's trying to help or what the, the people helping are trying to do... If the person in the abusive relationship is not ready to leave, they won't. And sometimes if they do leave, they go back because they feel that that's what they deserve when in all actuality, they don't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. It's because the abuser has led them to believe that they're worthless. And the only one that will ever love them is them. And I know these things because I've been there as well, as have many, many, many other people. Um, I just, I'm angry, I'm hurt, I'm upset. I want to run and rescue the family member and take them far away, hide them so that way the spouse can't find them and, and put a padlock on whatever doors or windows I have to to keep them safe so that way they can't go back. But unfortunately, we can't do that. That's not how the world works. And if the family member chooses to go back, then all we can do is pray, which I've been doing. Oh. As for the family members, child, children, children's, I don't, I, I feel for the, for the children, for all five children, his and hers. They're caught in the middle. They're seeing what's going on. And they are reacting, and it's not in a good way. They're doing the same things they see the spouse and the family member doing. They're doing to each other. So you have children being abusive to their siblings, and the spouse thinks that it's it's the children acting out because they're children. Not that it's 
because the children are seeing this every day in their lives and they're replicating it in their relationships with their siblings. The spouse thinks that, you know, a spanking here and there is going to take care of it when what these kids need is not a spanking. They need a parent that loves them. Whether it's their natural parents or a step-parent or somebody. They need somebody to show them love and patience, but they're not getting much of that other than the family member. The family member has been the one to show the love and the patience and the respect. Whereas the, the, the spouse's children, child, children's, whatever, are not getting that from their parents. Anyway, oh, I'm just... I don't even know. I'm angry and I'm hurt. I'm so pissed. Well, that's all for now.